Hello, 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 and thank you for pressing play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lake State. How's it going? My name is Robert Kerr, your host as always on this weekly podcast program coming to you on Spotify and all your favorite audio platforms as well as on the YouTubes. How's it going? The World Cup is here. We're about halfway through the first round of games as I record here uh, late on Tuesday night. Got myself (laughs) a hide whipping once more in the competitive Detroit City FC Fieldhouse League. Uh, Kudos to (laughs) all the good players out there. Uh, A big step up from my usual five-a-side pickup, that's for sure. But I want to give uh, out some flowers. My alma mater, Western Michigan University Broncos, the men's team is on an absolute tear this year. They got by Louisville to make it to the third round of the NCAA tournament. Michigan's lone entrant into the Division I NCAA. They beat Louisville earlier in the week, and so they got themselves a a third-round date with the University of Portland. So those Broncos from Kalamazoo, Michigan, going all the way across the country to Portland, Oregon, for a Saturday tilt in the third round. So uh, led by Charlie Sharp and Mike Mellorani, Those Broncos are doing well, and I hope they continue to do so on Saturday, the 26th, against the University of Portland. As we hand out our flowers, it's this week's We Are Soccer Michigan Soccer Central Team of the Week. Aquinas College women's team having themselves a year as well. They're 22-1 on the year, and they kick off the NAIA National Championship On the 29th, so kudos to Aquinas, another west side of the state team doing big things. And uh, one of the big news items of the week is Gold Star, the expansion NISA team, uh, made a press release that they've gone a step farther in securing a home venue in uh, conjunction with Madonna University, Gold Star plans to build a stadium for the 2023 season. And they made a press release uh, released from uh, the Vatican uh, in Vatican City over there uh, <laughs> near Rome. Uh, I didn't quite appreciate uh, FSI and Madonna University's uh, connections that go all the way to the Vatican to get that deal on the the former Ladywood High School uh, site. And so uh, exciting news, and we'll wait and see what happens. But Gold Star uh, trying to get a 5,000-person stadium set up and running for the 2023 
NISA soccer season. So exciting development there uh, in Livonia. I think that's around five in Newburg, the, the location in question for the new uh, Gold Star Soccer Stadium. And in the big news, we talked about it with Chris Rosin on last week's episode, the World Cup. Uh, the one event that the pretty much the entire globe watches is uh, now well underway. A few days in, we've seen a lot of the big teams do very well outside of Germany and uh, Argentina. Everybody has done uh, very well. The big teams, England, France, um, and the others uh, doing very, very well uh, in the opening. USA showed themselves really how they are in general, a young team. And when they're a young team with their first team selection in that first half against the Wales, they showed how high their upside is. And in the second half, they couldn't quite pull it out. And they showed kind of how low the ceiling is, or how low the floor is, rather. High ceiling, low floor team is this iteration of the United States men's national team. Uh, they didn't quite have the energy fitness to uh, play at that high level of pressing, which they did in the first half. They couldn't continue that, and they kind of got roughed up and showed that they a lot of those key players like Pulisic, Reyna didn't even play. Uh, looked like Musa got beat up quite a bit. McKenney looked like he had uh, a little bit of injury issue. Dest couldn't make it the whole way. And the uh, players that replaced them, uh, the Jordan Morrises and the Acostas, weren't quite as dynamic to get the team through. And the big position of question is the center back, and that is what, uh, led to the undoing of the American lead. They led for a large part of the game 1-0, courtesy to a beautiful Tim Way, a goal assisted by Christian Pulisic in the first half. But they are undone by their weakness. Center back, Walker Zimmerman, diving into the back of Gareth Bale. And Bale made no uh, question of the penalty to make it a 1-1. And USA was able to just hold on to that 1-1. And so I think that if they have a similar letdown, England in the next game could really punish them. And that gets me to my next point is head over to the Michigan Soccer Central uh, social media channels over there. Uh, Dan and the other guys are posting about watch parties scattered across the Metro Detroit area. And be sure to DM or uh, tag Michigan Soccer Central in a post if you know about an organized watch party out there. I know Detroit City FC at the Fieldhouse, they had a big contingent on Monday afternoon uh, for the USA-Wales game. And I know there's even more watch parties on Friday for the USA versus England. I'm going to be heading to a sidecar and Slice in Birmingham for a uh, Oakland County FC and sponsored event, a donation-based watch party for Make-A-Wish Foundation 
in Birmingham on Friday. I know the Fieldhouse is having some, and there is a few other organized watch parties going on. And I know this game is being billed as the, possibly the most watched USA soccer game ever, with it being on a Black Friday against those English. I think I might surprise some people with the, the jersey I show up to uh, the watch party in, so you'll have to keep tuned for that. Uh, I'm English and American. I watch. I probably root for the USA a little bit more than England, but you never know what kit I might be. There's going to be a lot of American fans. I don't know how many English ones are going to be at the watch party, so I might pull uh, a tricky kit out of my sleeve. So uh, an interesting time in Michigan soccer. We got some collegiate postseason action. We got MLS next, the youngsters uh, in action in club ball. Uh, Stuff is starting to move indoors. We're just a couple weeks away from the uh, new indoor league, the uh, indoor MLS, um, Waza and Grand Rapids-based Rapid City FC uh, getting their regular season started very soon. I talked to uh, Lewis, who is in charge of Rapid City FC. I spoke to him. They have an exhibition tournament going all day on Saturday on the 26th. So if you're not watching WMU play, I suggest you guys go out and uh, check out some indoor exhibition action on Saturday out there in Rapids. The first glimpse at Rapid City FC. So I'm a bit on the road and uh, kind of managing a new job and uh, kind of had a little bit of a technical failure, so no guest interview this week. But I have a whole stockpile of guests lined up for these future weeks. So I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to this episode of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Like I said, go Broncos on Saturday, go Aquinas on the 29th, and very excited to see a lot of soccer fans out at the watch party on Friday. Thank you to Jenny Hajnaki for editing the episode, as always, and thank you to the core team for helping this show go each and every week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, and until next time, everybody, be thankful and enjoy your soccer.